I'm going in. It's too big. Size matters not. Didn't go in. So it's big. Hey everybody. This is Chris, your host of Hoth Topic, coming at you right now with episode 10. Um, I'm pretty excited about my 10th episode. I mean, I know it's not, it doesn't seem like a whole lot, you know, just 10 little episodes. But for me, going through here and finding topics to bullshit about and talk to you about and actually still stay on here with my four listeners uh, is pretty special to me. So what I wanted to do was make today uh, a little bit different, and you'll see in a minute. I've been asking uh, over Instagram for people to send me voice clips uh, so I can listen to them, put them on the show, and then respond live. You guys already know, if you listen, that this show is pretty fucking unscripted anyway, right? I might have a topic I'm going to talk about, or I might flip a corner, or I might do something. Um, but there's very little prep time in front of any of my episodes. This one is less. So I have probably about ten voice clips lined up. I haven't listened to a one of them. So I'm going to go ahead and put them on. Oh, we'll see how we, I'm not going to... Say like, oh, I hope they're clean because I'm fucking not clean at all, so I don't care what they say. Um, but hopefully I'm able to respond to them properly and give a good answer for everybody who asks me a question or has a comment or anything, and, and we'll see how that goes. But it's totally, I haven't pre-listened to any of these. I'm not ready for any of it, so anything that comes up, I'm going to respond on the cuff and just go with it. And we're going to try to make this a, a fun episode. But before even that, I'm going to do something even a little more different because usually I just jump right into topics, right? Um we go in, we start talking Star Wars and, and all that piece, and once in a while I'll, I'll bring other things in. But, so, you know, on my 10th episode, I'm not just some geek sitting in a basement, you know, waiting for my Cheetos and my mom to make me a sandwich. You know, we do have lives, and, and I like to share that, and I try to put that on the on Instagram and, and things like that to show that we have lives. So I'll just share a little bit about my week, what's going on. Um, I did get to guest star on the RLU mashup, so if you guys haven't listened to that episode, it's... Uh, Fairly long, but fairly fun to listen to, I believe, um, where uh, Josh Ch- uh, Cheney 180 um, was the host. We went through a few topics with Dario and Rich from the RLU Network, and that was a fun, drunk episode. So if you haven't listened to that, check that out. Um, I did have a nice heated debate with Rich, who I believe sent a voice clip today, too, so we'll see if he's drunk during that clip. Um, so that was a blast. We taped another episode of Sarlacc with me and the fellas. Um, that was a good one. We covered Clone Wars. Um, you know, uh, I haven't got a whole lot of sleep this week because if, if you listen to the RLU mashup, I've discovered Jim Beam Vanilla. And I'll think I'm going to bed about 9.30 or 10 that night, and I end up in, up until 3 o'clock in the morning drinking with my wife. Um, so that's been a little rough. and But, you know, good good times. Uh, I went to my first country concert. Um, I don't know if any country fans out there. I'm not a. I wasn't a huge country fan. I'm more of a, a Pink Floyd, uh, classic rock and the '90s rock type stuff. Um, throwing some '90s rap. I'll hell. I'll listen to '80s music. Country was never on my list, but I've been listening to it with my wife, and we decided to go and see Darius Rucker, which I thought would be a uh, a nice intro for me to go to country, being that he's Hootie and the you know Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish, and. It was. He played like five Hootie songs, which I obviously knew. I, I knew the songs from listening from my wife with the country piece. So that was a, a really good show in Irvine. And then my kids are back in school. I got a freshman and a senior, um, Luke and Logan, to show you how geeky I really am. And last night we went out, my wife and I went out, and I let, allowed my older son to have a, a house party here without us here. So we came home not too late, around 11 o'clock. But uh, it, the house is intact. You know, the house was full of kids. 
Um, my boy has been on varsity baseball for, for three seasons now, going into his senior year being his third season. And my younger boy, a freshman, is the only freshman on the JV baseball team. So it was good to see all those those kids there from the teams and hanging out, having a good time. You know, it was uh, I was just glad the house was standing when I got here, leaving them alone for four or five hours while I was out doing my thing, but showing a little trust to the kids. But now I had to get started a little late because my whole house is full of boys. I'm going to get this thing wrapped up and uh, start to barbecue. It is Labor Day today. That's when I record on Mondays. And uh, go ahead and jump back into that gym. But that's enough about that. Let's get back into Star Wars. Uh, I'd just like to share a little bit, like I said, let you guys know what's going on, who I am, and, and who you're listening to. Now, there was some Star Wars news this week, but I'm not really going to get deep into that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let it go and just really kind of flow with the, the voice clips coming in and see how that goes. Now, if it turns out that the voice clips are very short and the responses are short and I sit here and I'm 20 minutes into a show, then I'll get deep into uh, more Star Wars lore or news. I'll just make something up off the top of my head and we'll just go with it. But I don't think we'll have a problem. So a little behind the curtain, um, how I'm doing is I'm sitting here with my computer. I've got the mic in front of me like usual, got my soundboard ready. I've got my phone queued up with all of the voice recordings um, coming through from Facebook or my Gmail or however anybody sent them. And I've got a little wireless speaker here, so I'm hoping the wireless speaker is loud enough. I'm sure it's going to be louder than me even to come through, and I hope it's clear enough. Um, again, I don't edit. I just I really do go raw live and unedited with these shows. So hopefully it comes through pretty good. Um, We'll see. But who we're going to start out with today, and it's for a specific reason. Everybody else is very random. But I'm going to start out with Marco, Darth Moocher, right here with his voice clip. I haven't listened to it all. But I'm going to start with Marco because he's my uh, uh, co-host of Sarlacc Digest. He's been my friend for years and years and years. We've uh, done Star Wars events, movies, celebrations, what have you, uh, together for years. Um, And he helps me a ton with this show, obviously. You know, he... uh, I do the recording, I do the voice, and I'll get any choppy shit out of, of this real quick, but no content, just choppy shit that pops up. And he puts in the, the bumpers for me, he puts in the front, the back, the ads, all that kind of stuff, and gets it up online for me. So I'm going to start with Marco, and just let him know I appreciate him for all he does for the show, for both shows, and if you didn't know, you can also catch him on on Who Will Survive, a horror podcast. Uh, he also does that, and he shows up on a couple other shows on the RLU um, my man knows a lot about a lot of things, so we're going to go ahead and start with him. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Chris. Uh, first off, awesome show. I love Hoth Topic. It's one of my favorites to edit and to be a part of your team. Um, I talked about this a little bit. Here's my little opinion for your show for next week. Um, the whole Kelly Marie Tran thing or just the battered um, Star Wars actors uh, coming out and saying how they're being bullied and everything. Uh, it is a tragedy that all of that stuff happens, but one thing that doesn't come to light is the poor of support that these people do get. Uh, for example, us, we did a whole video in support of Kelly Marie Trans. We did tons of uh, podcasts about how we might not like characters, but we'll never go after you know actors, and we appreciate them, and we hope they come back stronger in the next episode. We're all for it. But not a single word, and it is a little bit disheartening uh, for us as fans, the real fans, you know, to come out in support of these uh, when the fan base is constantly badgered um, due to the negative trolls and everything. The positivity does not get any traction, and it's a little frustrating. So uh, my little comment for your show, maybe on your 10th show you want to bring up, I don't know. Uh, Good luck. Right on. 
Thanks, Marco, for that, and thanks for the kind words in the beginning and the uh, discussion topic. Uh, a quick behind-the-scenes view again. I told you I'm using a wireless fucking speaker, right, to do this. That took me about 15 times to get straight to get through because my uh, son woke up upstairs and apparently his phone was still on the Bluetooth. So every time Marco was talking, all of a sudden I would hear because he was texting somebody. It was fucking up and I couldn't figure it out for a, a good while. So a little behind the scenes action for you there. It is mostly live and unedited, but once in a while I got to go back and forth and find some kind of glitch. But this topic you're, you're discussing is... Uh, Obviously near and dear to my heart. You guys know how hard I go at trolls. I hate trolls. I hate people on the internet that think they're all tough shit and can be anonymous bullies, uh, tear into people whether they're famous or not. We've had numerous shows, as you mentioned, on Sarlacc. I've discussed it here on Hoth Topic. I've discussed it on both of our pages on the Instagram and uh, Facebook pages. You know, it's it's one of those things, and you, and you know I go after trolls constantly. So, to your point of the lack of response to the positivity and the overwhelming attention given to the negativity, I, I think that's a problem that there is in the in the media, on the internet, and just in the world at large anyway, right? Um, the media doesn't report on happy, good stuff. If they do, it's at the end of the show for a 30-second clip on some puppies um, having fun with kittens. And, and that's what it is at the end of the, sh- the show. The other 58 minutes and some odd seconds is all about negativities and shootings and horrid things and this and that and attacking political people. And and it's all based on negative. So the same thing is happening here where everything is like, oh, this troll did that and this troll here and blah, blah, blah. It's never a feel good story. And I do think to that point, they, they missed a really good opportunity to give more attention to the positive and to give attention to all the, the fan bases, the pages, everybody that's that has stuck their necks out, or not a neck out like we're, like we're in any danger or anything, but, you know, put it out there that we support them. We supported Kelly Marie Tran. We've always supported all the Star Wars actors and everyone, whether we liked the character or not. I know most of us have, have varying opinions on Rose's character, but it's never been about her. Um, matter of fact, she was probably the most excited one to be in Star Wars in the first place. When you saw her on red carpet, she was glowing all the time. She Her interviews were, she was just so excited to be part of this. There is no reason to attack her. She's a fan. It just baffles me how people are and, and what they'll do when they're sitting behind a keyboard. And again, here we are. I'm behind a keyboard, behind a mic. You can't see my face, but I do put it out there. You know, you have my contact information. You can find me. It's not that hard. I don't make it a secret who I am. Most of these fuckers don't put up pictures. They make their profiles private. I am out there for the world. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a keyboard ninja or whatever the fuck, but you can come find me, no doubt. You can find me on the internet, and, and it's, it's not a problem. It's not as anonymous as all these little fucking weasels are. Um, now, off of that token, now back to, to Kelly Marie when she came back. Um, she did make a nice statement coming back. I think that was the opportunity. I think this is what you're thinking about or talking about is she had a good chance right there to thank the outpouring of fans that supported her and kind of go through, not give us individual attention, because that would be kind of silly for her to do that, right? There's no way to actually do that. But that that's where the attention could have gone, and we could have changed the narrative and from a, a, a negative fan base, I still say is a very vocal minority, and get us to the vocal majority coming out, uh, the non-vocal majority, make us the vocal majority, and, and start showing that, show the positivity. I mean, look at the news, right? I, again, like I mentioned before, tragedy. If, if a, a, I hate to talk about this stuff, but... 
you know, you see a school shooting. You, it's going to be all over the news and the the tragic the tragic part of it. There are positive parts all over the country all the time where people save people from this or or do heroic acts, and and they don't get the attention because everybody seems to thrive on the negative. They want to see the the shootings, the accidents, the robberies, all this stuff, and they watch it and they thrive on it. And it's such a weird weird thing that we just don't ever get the the positive piece, you know. And this was a good chance in in our side of the universe, right? The Star Wars galaxy that we all live in, this community that, that is so full of negativity the past, what is it, nine months now, to come up and, and celebrate the positive, celebrate the support, things like that. It's it's a it's, it's a, it is a miss. It's a tragic miss. Not that anybody was gonna get gonna get specific attention, but the the point, like I said, I think you're making is why didn't they do that? And that's what should start happening. Like uh most of these directors like Ryan Johnson has mentioned the the vocal minority several times. But they always lean on focusing on those guys, right? Which just gives them more attention, and once them that, that makes them want to do things more, and then they think they're winning because they're getting attention and things are, you know, seemingly to them, not to us, but seemingly to them making changes because of them, and you know, oh, they think solo bomb because of them, and it, maybe it did, but it wasn't directly because of what they were saying. It was just the feeling that was getting involved and the negativity, the the. The media, the internet pages, and everybody else put on it because they weren't not put, they weren't putting any positive spin on it whatsoever. It was all negative, and it, it, that's the part that drives me fucking nuts. I mean, I would love it if Kelly Marie Tran and Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson and all these guys got together and, and did a big thank you for the positivity. I mean, they could throw out some names. You know, I'm not saying us or anything, but they could throw out some names here and there and mention some tweets and start sharing those tweets, sh- uh, sharing the positive things, making articles on the people that love them and and back them up no matter what. That's what they need to start responding to and not responding to just the negative ones because the negative ones, what happens is they, they send a negative response, they get a negative response back from somebody, and then they just get all excited and itchy and want to do it again, and somebody else sees them, they want to do it again. We do need to turn that around to, hey, I'm going to send something positive, I'm going to get a response, and let's make everybody want to do that that way and ignore the fucking trolls. And I know that's easier said than done. I know it is. Because I have a really hard time going online, and you guys know I backed off the Instagram pages. Most of you know I backed off the Facebook pages if you follow me personally there. Although, it, not all by choice. I am blocked from a couple pages now because they're a bunch of assholes and can't handle any shit. But, because I call them on every single clickbait article. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Star Wars, The Last Jedi page. Fuck off. Who is actually one of the worst pages to spread negativity, which is why I bring them up. Because if you look at their page, please don't follow them. If you're following them now, unfollow them because they're nothing but clickbait bullshit. And they'll switch around depending on the day, and they, they go like the wind goes, and it's 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 a crock of shit. And they just let their comment section go to hell, and it's 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 horrible. Um, and the only reason I stayed on there, again, most people would say, hey, why don't you just uh, unfollow them or, or stop watching them? Well, if I leave, then where's the positivity? Then you're just going to let negativity breed negativity, and fuck that. I'm, I'm there to, to tell the truth and make sure everybody knows what's going on. So I had to stay on those pages. Now I just can't comment or like or anything. So uh, kind of funny there. So fuck off. Anyway, you can tell I lost my train of thought there. So back to the other piece. If they would start just focusing on the positivity, giving us and, and the, the positive people more focus, more response, making more positive articles, I think we'd be in a much, much better place. You know, uh, there was a discussion on the mashup last week that I mentioned I was on, and the first topic that Cheney brought up was social media. Where is it now? Where was it? Where is it going? And, you know, my, my thing has been it's going to be the end of the fucking world. You know, we can see how nasty people can be anonymously. We we see the horrible side of 
of society, and it's a, it's a real drag because you you know it could be a really positive place to be. We we could spread joy. I'm mean, I'm trying to shoot rainbows out of my ass. You know, guys know that's not my style anyway. But it, it really could be a, a place to spread positivity, but it really isn't. When you go page by page, uh, unless you're getting some some meme again about a dog and a cat and a you know loving up on a rooster, it's just not. There there's nothing on there that's positive. It's it's all negative. Even people on there just want to go on there to bitch, you know, or share food. Great point, Marco. And uh, you know, I know you feel passionately about that. I've I've seen it in your face talking about it. How you think that that should happen and I, I, t I totally agree with you again not for personal opinion but the videos everybody made the outpouring of support um, it really should have been given a higher level of attention and it wasn't and that's where we do try to make a difference on Sarlacc and Hoth Topic and I know the whole RLU network as a whole and they lean on us for the Star Wars piece don't, don't get me wrong but I mean I think it's a more positive group and that's where people should be leaning towards. And a lot of our followers are very positive. We have a few negative ones, and I tag them on this uh, for this episode to bring their opinions to me, because I'll do it on the show and, and I'll let them be heard, and then I'll go right at them with my opinion and without, without a problem. But they didn't. None of them responded. You know, we I think we for the most part looking at everybody that, that responded, it's going to be a pretty positive show. Um, so, you know, we try to give them a chance to voice their opinion, but I want to be able to to battle back. I want to be able to, to tell the, the positive side, and that's never really given the attention it deserves. So great point. Um, but we'll continue to keep pushing our, our positive agenda, you know, or I'll, I'll just say not even a positive agenda. It's more of a uh, we keep a level head about shit and look at it objectively, right? Um, Last Jedi was the, the perfect example of we all left that theater not knowing what to think. Um, you can listen to that show, and it's like, oh, fuck, what, what's happening? Then you listen to the lat the show after that, we had all rewatched it and gave it a second thought, got our head can out of the way, and then turned positive and then tried to push that narrative because that's where we ended up after thinking about it, um, going through it objectively, uh, researching it because that's what we do. That's what we, you know we're we're fucking geeks. We're not just you know fly by night you know bandwagon fans. We're fucking geeks, man, about this shit. And and that's where I feel, you know, where, where we are missing out. So again, thanks for that. And uh, you know what? Let's stay on pace here. And since we talked to Marco, let's go ahead and talk to Paulie Stevenson, um, the other host of Who Will Survive and Friends to the End, who I hope to uh, visit on there. I think we were talking about uh, just right after October time, maybe November. Uh, we'll jump on that show as a co-host and uh, or as a guest and see how that flies. But here we go. Let's uh, let's cue up Paul. Hey, Chris, it's your buddy Paul here. Uh, just wanted to check in for this episode and say that I really love what you're doing with the show. I am always impressed by people that can do a great one-man show and, and just kind of ramble for a long time because I struggle to form coherent thoughts in a long form by myself in such a manner. So hats off to you, my friend. I have two questions. I'll try and keep it fairly brief. Um, you may or may not know, but you probably do, that I am a huge Ewok enthusiast, which has swayed my vote of my favorite Star Wars film to Return of the Jedi. I was curious where you stand on the Ewoks, if you feel like they are sort of shoehorned in kids fodder to make the third movie more appealing to families and children, etc., or if they are just kind of a cool little device that they add to the movie and, and uh, add something fun to it. I'm just curious how, how you 
how you uh, come in on Ewoks because I know that that can be a little bit of a divisive thing. Uh, the other thing is, I'm sure that we will never see this, but I feel like the setting is perfect for it. Would you think that it would be cool if Star Wars did an offshoot movie that was actually a horror type movie? I always thought that there's enough elements in these adventure fantasy movies to make them almost horror, and like it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to make a Star Wars horror movie. So, like I said, I'm pretty sure we'll never see them go that direction, but you as a diehard fan, would that bother you in some way, or do you think that the, the fan group, at least of reasonable people that aren't fucking retarded internet trolls, would uh, think that way? Or, or what would they think, I guess I should say. Uh, look forward to hearing your answer. Keep up the good work with the show. And look forward to hopefully having you come on and do a little friends till the end chat sometime. Thanks. Bye. Okay. I think I'm going to stop doing intros because uh, every time I do an intro, the guy so far is uh, Marco and Paul have brought up uh, part of the intro. That's hilarious. But, uh, no, great, uh, great discussion topics there. Um, I do want to say first that I want you to read me a bedtime story about Ewoks every night. I need a radio voice like that. I'm always so jealous of you, uh, Rich, when you hear Rich later. Uh, you know, everybody that has a, a voice for radio, no doubt. Uh, I, I do wish I had that because, man, I hate hearing myself talk. I never listen to these shows. But, yeah, man, let's let's jump right on the Ewoks. So I don't hate on the Ewoks. I don't. Um the original story, word around the campfire, was that they were supposed to be on Kashyyyk, right? It wasn't supposed to be the forest moon of Endor with Ewoks. It was supposed to be the Wookiee planet. Budget-wise, at that time, though they, they had hefty budgets, it was a lot easier to pull the smaller Ewok village, the smaller setting of Endor. And obviously, uh, smaller folks are easier to find in abundance than larger seven-foot-tall Wookiees. Um, they weren't going to CGI all the characters back in 1983 time frame. So that's when it became uh, Endor. So I don't think necessarily that they were shoehorned in as a device for to, to link to children the way, say, Jar Jar was. Um, Jar Jar was very um, openly that device, that comedic device to, to bring in kids and, and make it enjoyable for them. I think the Ewoks kind of showed how big the galaxy was, is, uh, that you can land or go to this planet and fight a bunch of, you know, small furry creatures, basically little teddy bears, that have, you know, fighting skills, skills enough to build villages, um, to build weaponry, to do all these things, and that even the smallest ally for the Rebellion was huge for them that they could come out in abundance and with their hearts and knowing that their planet was basically being disrupted and there was this, you know, giant new moon created. Uh, they have, you know, troops and ATSTs and ATATs and all these things going around their, their planet and probably wrecking their stuff. I'm sure they've cut down how many trees and hurt how many how many Ewoks during this process and their, their whole, you know, their whole area. I'm sure they were ready to fight back. And then... And there's that point where people bitch that, oh, a whole bunch of furry teddy bears took out the stormtroopers. Again, it's it's a matter of heart. It's a matter of um, showing what you can do, what that the, the, the good folks can rise up. That's what Star Wars is, right? Good against evil and the good rising up to defeat the evil empire. So I don't see a problem with that. Um, like I said, I'm an I'm a Ewok fan. Who doesn't love Wicket? 
when Pop Lou steals a speeder bike and takes him on a chase. You know, these are these are awesome things um, in the movie that that I that people want to bitch about now. I don't know how much bitching was done back in 1983. I was, you know, six years old, so I don't remember the the complaints. I just remember loving it. Um, Return of the Jedi is obviously not one of my not obviously, but it's not one of my top movies. It's in the middle range. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a five four three, you know, in the lead guy there. But but it's not from the Ewoks or anything to do with them. I, I think they're a, a a great addition to the lore. Actually, in the book Last Shot, there's an awesome addition, Ewok edition where uh, they had they had an Ewok slicer. This is only a few years after Endor, but somehow this Ewok had learned and become a top computer slicer and helped Han and Lando and Chewie on their on their adventure, what they were doing. So they've been added to the lore, um, given more depth, and showing what they can do, and I think that's awesome. And no, I, I don't think... I think many people believe that. Many people believe that they're there just for the kids, and they're these cutesy little things. Um, there's no doubt that they do a lure to kids. Um, back in 1983, that Christmas, I remember my sister was just born, okay? And... I was uh, waking up Christmas morning, and there was this stuffed fucking wicket, right, sitting in front of all the toys. I know there's a bunch of Star Wars toys in here, but stuffed wicket. I get so excited, man, so fucking excited. So I go and grab this, and I remember this, right, being six years old, remember this. Going and grabbing this wicket and jumping on my, I, I would call it nothing but a brown corduroy couch with, like, orange accents. This is how old I am, right? Jump on there and go back to sleep holding this wicket. Come to wake up. And find that this wicket is not for me. This is for my newborn five-month-old sister. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is my my Ewok. Why would she need an Ewok? This is my wicket. So they took it away from me, broke my heart. I got my other Star Wars toys, dealt with it. Right? But I always had this little resentment about this Ewok. And we had brought it up for years and years and uh, joking about this, this, this Ewok. And we would split up and had our own families and, and moved along. And then one day, my sister uh, gives me over this wicket and says, this should have been yours. So uh, I still have it. It's actually in my boy's room. But that's a quick story about Ewoks. So they do obviously appeal to kids. There's no doubt. But that, I don't think that's necessarily what they, the main purpose was, knowing that the, the story had revolved around Wookiees in the beginning more so than Ewoks. Now to your other question about Star Wars and horror. There actually is precedent for it in the old EU. Uh, there was a novel called Death Troopers. Um, it's been a long time, and I don't think I read the entire book. I'm going to go through it now that you bring it up, because I've got some time on my hands before any big novels come out. Um, but it, it was kind of based on that going uh, a zombie horror piece, right? They had a disease. It would kill everybody in a fast, horrific way, and they would come back to life. Uh, basically as a zombie. The, the book was called Death Troopers. So I would be absolutely uh, down for that. There's already precedent for it, like I said. Um, I don't see it being a feature film in theaters. I see something like that could be for their streaming service. or a, I, I keep pushing for these fucking direct-to-DVD direct or Blu-ray um, animation. I think that in a direct um, Blu-ray animation movie would be fucking rad. Uh, I'd be completely down with it. I'm okay with that. It's a large galaxy, man. That they could do anything, anything they want, you know. And there's if, if you can have a force wielder, you know, somebody that can move objects and read minds and feel things across the galaxy. If you can have that, if you can have aliens with special 
powers. If you can have fucking little Ewoks re- uh, riding speeder bikes, why couldn't you have, you know, a disease that makes zombies? You're talking Walking Dead exactly type shit. Um, and all these billions and trillions of stars and systems. Um, I don't have a problem with that one bit. I don't have a problem with it. Like, this one was Death Troopers, so it was... And it was based on Stormtroopers and Star Destroyers. I mean, it was right in... I think it was uh, based about a year before A New Hope. Um, but, I mean, it's right in the the thick of it. And that's totally okay with me. Um, I, I would dig it. I would watch it. Um, like I said, it probably wouldn't be a two-and-a-half-hour movie on the big screen, though I wouldn't mind that either. I just don't see them ever going for that because I don't think that would hit right um, to the, the main audience. Main audience being regular people that, you know, not the super geeks. We'll, we'll watch anything. But um, the streaming service or the direct uh, movie is probably the best bet on that. And then could you imagine the uh, badass Black Series figures that would come out with a with the Death Trooper line? You know, zombie stormtroopers and fucking officers and and that that would be rad that would be a a cool setup i'm sure there are customs out there i don't really look at the custom figures but i'm sure i'm positive there are custom zombie stormtrooper figures out there that would be a badass in a black series line hell the more i think about it i'm kind of wishing that they would do a a animated style and make vader part of it And, and i'm you know i'm not always big into throwing vader into extra movies but i think vader having to go search something out and get stuck, you know, fighting a bunch of his own zombie stormtroopers that have some kind of animosity towards him or or what have you, some some kind of latent instinct to destroy him would be pretty fucking rad that they can survive somehow a, a lightsaber blow. I don't know. They could that, that's not my place to make the the story, but yeah, I could I could absolutely see that the more I think about it and and go deeper than just death troopers. Um I think that would be a uh, a cool way to go. I mean, I want to see, I could see a zombie fucking Wookiee. You know, that would just, you know, blow my mind. Actually, again, in Last Shot, you kind of get to that point where you have uh, chopped up, and it gets kind of, you know, horrific, if you will, uh, in the movie, and kind of disturbing thinking about them taking droids and then uh, using Wookiee parts as their add-ons, you know, and they walk into a room and you see nothing but chopped up Wookiee parts, and things like that. So they're kind of they kind of lean that way in last shot. I mean, nobody was coming back from the dead zombie wise, but you know, thinking about a a horror, nasty, gory type thing. Um, just those couple paragraphs in that book were pretty fucking uh, hardcore, and would fit well into that kind of kind of movie or show. So uh, I hope that answered those questions for you, bro. And uh, I am ready when you are when you get through your your thirty one movie reviews in October. Uh, I'm ready to come on Friends to the End, and hopefully my life is a, a little bit different so we can do what we talked about, and uh, I'll be ready to rock, man. So let's move on to our uh, next voice clip, and this is coming from uh, our old buddy Bootleg Joe. Uh, so let's see what Joey has to say, and uh, I got a response for you, buddy. What's up, Chris? It's your old pal Bootleg Joe. What I want to know is I want you to pick a movie from the prequels, the original trilogy and the new trilogy. I want you to pick a movie from each one and pick a part in that movie that you would take out or do over and what was it what would you do to change that? Late. All right, well I'm going to jump right into that one. Um cuz there's an obvious one I think everybody knows what I'm going to say right in the prequels. Um but the other two are going to be pretty tough. Maybe the OG trilogy is going to be be a tough one for me. 
But the prequel trilogy is the fucking pod race. You guys all know I, I the pod race scene drives me berserk. Um, just in its length and some of the cheesiness involved. Going back to Polly's piece about things being put in for for kids, I think a lot of that pod race scene, man, was just overdone or tried to make too cute or whatever the fuck. It it was too much. So I would I would take out Foden B the announcers. I would put in somebody different there. I would uh, take out their little, you know, their side-to-side woo-woo dance, get rid of all that, cut out about, I don't know, maybe I would probably CGI a bunch of the, the characters because too many of them are in there, like, raising the roof and doing shit that shouldn't be done in, in Star Wars. That scene to me just bothers oh, Shoot, dude, I'm going to have to do more than just one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little further than you asked. Um, so that's the scene there I would, I would definitely change. Episode 2, pretty much anything with Padme. I would just teach her how to act because she forgot that movie, and that that's it. Um, some of the stuff with her and Anakin, I say him riding the giant tick is probably the one big thing, though, I would change that needed to go. Uh, the rest of it, I was, you know, I'm cool with. We just listened to or watched uh, episode two on the last show, and I, I'm pretty good with that. The giant tick need, needed to bounce. Episode three, pretty flawless. I don't need to change anything, anything at all in three. I, I'm good. Even people get mad about the no with Vader and stuff. I I don't I don't need that change. I'm I'm quite fine. Uh, a New Hope. Nah, nothing. Empire Strikes Back is flawless until we watch it, and then I'll tear it apart. Maybe Return of the Jedi is going to be the uh, you know special edition wise. That that's pretty easy because the Jabba's Palace, the band, you know the Max Rebo band. It the new one is horrendous. Um, get rid of this Jedi Rocks bullshit uh, song. It was bad. That was a bad, bad ad. Um, I actually liked the changes they did with the Ewok celebration at the end. I liked, uh, even though I love the Nub Nub song, I, I liked the new version better. I think it just fit better and then going around the galaxy. So that, that part didn't bother me. But the change when they made it to um, Jabba's Palace, uh, that that part bugged me. So I would change that in the original trilogy. Sequel trilogy, Force Awakens, I'm pretty down with. I don't need to change anything really. Um yeah, nothing top of my head on that. I'm 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 good there. And you go to Last Jedi, I'd get rid of the milking scene. The milking scene is bullshit and I'd cut Canto Bite in half. I actually think see Canto Bite's not a bad part of the story. I don't need it gone. I actually kinda like the message. In Canto Bite, I think it was all just kind of going back and forth too much between the other scenes. Um, the whole movie kind of played like the last the last act of all the other ones where it goes back and forth. It was just too much, too fast. Every time you got into an act or into part of the scene, it would jump back and forth. So I think Canto Bite, if it was edited a little differently, would be much better for most of us. So I don't I'd maybe change that, but I'd get rid of the fucking milking scene because that's the only one where I'm like, why the fuck did you throw that in there? Um... Rogue One, I wouldn't change anything. Solo, I wouldn't change anything. So I would get people to fucking watch it. So I know you only asked for one out of each one, man. But you know me, I gotta go a little over it. Um, but that's it. You know, I, my my love for these movies are strong. Um, no matter what things in there I don't like or agree with, which aren't many. Um, they're they're part of the movie. They're part of the lore. They're part of the writers, directors. You know, all their vision is their movie. It's not mine. It's mine to watch, to enjoy, to love. But it's not mine to make. Although, if they want to call me right now, you know, Kathleen, you want to call me up. I, I got some story ideas. If you've listen, listened to the show for the past year or so, um, you know, you know where to reach me. Or if you don't, just, you know, 
direct message me at Hoth Topic on Instagram. I'm totally here. But uh, hopefully that answered your question, Joey. Good to hear from you. Thank you much for uh, sending your voice clip, and I hope that answered your question, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Now, our next clip comes from a friend of the show um, on both Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, this is Tommy Puig, uh, Star Wars lore master, as you probably know him on those pages uh, better. And I haven't heard uh, what he has to say yet. I've never heard his voice, so this will be a new one. Because most of the guys I've heard on other shows, uh, whether they're hosts or guest hosts or what what have you, um, but this is cool, man, to have a, a friend of the show come on and, and actually send me the voice clip. I'm I'm pretty pumped. So let's go ahead and uh, hear what he has to say. Yo, what up? Hot topic. Starlight Digest. This is Star Wars Lore Master. Hey, just wanted to shoot you a message real quick. Let you know that, that really appreciate you guys and enjoy your show. Enjoy your perspectives. Uh, not really going to stay in an opposing opinion because I don't really have one. Usually, not, usually I uh, agree with everything you guys say. We're, we're usually on the same wavelength on things, uh, which is one thing that I certainly do appreciate. Um, uh, one specific thing that I do love is that among you guys, uh, you each have, or usually you have a differing opinion or even a opposing view from each other. You even discuss it amongst each other. One guy likes this, one guy doesn't like that. One guy loves this from this perspective. One guy doesn't agree. But at the end of the day, you guys, uh, uh, you can still be friends and still be fans amongst each other and celebrate Star Wars. And that's the way it should be. Uh, instead of uh, what we see today on the internet specifically. Uh, because now when you try to talk about Star Wars, uh, it's World War Three, no matter what it is. Even if you don't mention the Last Jedi, even if you don't mention the Force Awakens, Rogue One, or Solo, uh, or even Ryan Johnson, or anyone having to do with the sequel trilogy, it doesn't matter. Somebody will find a way to uh, insert it into a conversation just so they could bitch about it, no matter what. And that's the way the fandom is now, and it it's it's sad. It really is. Uh, but one thing you guys don't do, you. you uh, you don't do that. I certainly do appreciate that because it's really getting old with all the, the crying and whining and complaining. Apparently, uh, these these guys or these fans, the balls drop off. They forget how to be men. They forget how to be mature and talk about things in a mature manner. Uh, it's just, it's it's quite sickening. Uh, so I appreciate you guys that you, that you don't go that route. You don't find a way to complain. You're not all about the clickbait. Um, Another thing I appreciate about your your uh, your channel or your podcasts, your Instagrams, you guys don't report all the fake news, all the hype that's made up, lied about. You don't rely on the Hollywood Reporter or Mike Zero. You won't report on something and say it's news until it's actually uh, confirmed by Lucasfilm or Disney, and then you know that's the way it should be. Uh, there's there's so much nonsense going on out there in the fandom and news in general. Or just in the world in general, honestly. But somehow all that nonsense that's in the world is seeping into the fandom, and, and that's really what the issue is. Uh, there's too many uh, adults letting it happen. They're not, you know, um, celebrating Star Wars as they used to when they were children. Uh, and that's, you know, that's really a huge issue. They go to the movie, they judge it like an adult instead of watching it as if they were a child again. Um, and 
uh, you know, I can't see how, you know, that's going to change anytime soon, but hopefully it will. But I just wanted to shoot you guys a message and let you know that I appreciate you guys. Uh, I listen to you every week and, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of driving while I work. So uh, I'm always listening to all sorts of podcasts. You guys are up there in the top of the list. First podcast I listen to first thing in the morning. So thank you guys. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. And may the force be with you. Star Wars Lore Master signing out. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Star Wars Lore Master, for chiming in and coming in and, and for the really uh, nice words about the shows. Um, I'm speaking for all the guys here where we appreciate it. We appreciate your page. Um, we do see that we are on, the, are, are on the same wavelength quite a bit, um, especially when you just mentioned right here, like uh, The Hollywood Reporter and Mike Zero. We have no respect for anyone that wants to go out there and toss clickbait and spread fake news and get the fandom. And I'm doing air quotes again all the time when I say fandom. But to get these people riled up and to get them worked up about things that aren't going to happen. And somehow, some way, they get all these clicks and followers and people to believe them when it doesn't take but just a, a half a second of research, man. Fucking Google some stuff and, and see that it's true or not and learn who the, the real sources are. There are sources out there that we all have that when we see them, we'll report on it. You know, Now, we do say nothing's confirmed, obviously, until Lucasfilm, Disney, um, they come out and say something. It's not confirmed. But when we see something, we'll report on a rumor once in a while if we know it's one of the sources that we can kind of believe. But we don't say that it's confirmed. We do use it um, as an idea. And then we'll take it into theory crafting. And that's what we do mostly, right? You, you as, as you said, you, you listen. Um, we, we're more in that kind of realm, right? Let's take a little piece of a... A picture we see or something and have some fun with it and fucking theorize about it and and go nuts and that's what we like to do as fans you know we want to think about this all the time and do these things outside of our regular world and escape and make it fun and look at it like when we were kids you know like when you'd be playing with action figures and you're just making your own show and that's kind of what we're doing uh, when we're theorizing and and we do uh, um appreciate the fact that you appreciate that so that's awesome and and your point about differing opinions is is hilarious because, yeah, you can hear us argue. Uh, there are plenty of times, you know, Scott it does not prequel, he says. You know, he does, he, if he could have his way, he would strike the prequels from canon, yet we're all still friends about it. You know, we can sit there and, and, and discuss and debate and even argue sometimes about certain things or Marco and his absolutely wrong opinion about the pod race being great, um, where I'm absolutely right, where the pod race is a piece of shit, waste of time for the most part. You know, but at the end of the day, we're still fans, we're still friends, and that's what we try to do. And that's what we try to do on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook, mostly Instagram, but I'll get into discussions with people. And it's not a matter of trying to tear them down or beat them up or tell them that they're wrong. I just want them to see a different point of view. And there's been plenty of times I've been in a discussion, a heated discussion, and I can, I can see somebody's point of view and I'll tell them. And there's been many, many times where I'll have to break somebody down who's a little less, and I hate to say educated on it, but I, I guess a little more into it. Uh, we're a little more into it than they are, so we're able to kind of show them the the way and keep it positive and say, why don't you look at it from this perspective? And there's been so many times we've made new friends, uh, new followers, new listeners on this adult discussions like that and then told later, you know what, I appreciate it. I've got messages before, hey, I appreciate you not tearing into me on that and just discussing it like a human, and uh, you're totally right. And, and that's the kind of stuff I like. You know, uh, we, we, we do thrive on differing opinions, Um Whatever show we're on, you know, like I mentioned, we were on that uh, RLU mashup last week and, and the host or one of the hosts of the network was on there. We had a very differing opinion in about an hour and a half uh, heated discussion, drunken discussion 
regarding animation and its importance in in just geekdom, right? Um, but at the end of the day, we're still friends. It's a good discussion. It's a good listen. Um, that's what we try to do, and there's no reason to get hostile about stuff. Um, we're nine months after The Last Jedi, and people still think the word or the term ruin Johnson is funny, and they still throw it out there. And it's like, fuck, get over yourself. You know, at this point, it's either you're a fan or you're not. And if you're not, get the fuck out. Uh, Disney doesn't need you. We'll make it up. You get out of there, and I don't have to bitch anymore. I'll have more time to go watch the movie four or five more times, you know, so I don't spend so much time on the Internet trying to not sway opinions because everybody's opinion is their opinion, but dealing with the trolls and the, the people that can't discuss it like adults. And that's what we end up doing a lot of our time, you know, which is why I've really slowed down on Instagram. But I've seen you've taken a... Uh, uh, more charge on that, and I, I love it. The CU, you were uh, just attacking and loving the fact that Ryan Johnson called out Mike Zero the other day, and I think that was one of the best things that could have possibly happened. Now, I did put in a... Uh, we have a group chat with the Starlight guys, and I said that either just made uh, Mike Zero's career or crushed it. It's hard to tell which, because there are a lot of haters out there that might have thought, oh, good, Ryan Johnson hates him, so we're going to go ahead and watch him now. And is he going to get more viewers from Ryan Johnson hating him or everybody realizing that, you know what, Mike Zero is a, a, a piece of shit and we need to stop watching him and stop believing him and stop, you know, spreading his nonsense, um, which is more what I hope. You know, will it ever stop? Will it stop anytime soon or anything has been a discussion on all of our shows. And, yeah, I don't see it changing. I've even mentioned earlier in this show on uh, Marco's point, you know, it people are just anonymous dickheads and can say whatever the hell they want and, and feel free to do it, and it's where they get their jollies. You know, they have no, basically, control over their real life, uh, whether it be home or career or whatever, and they feel like they have some kind of control on the Internet. And that's nonsense. You know, they want to use this power for evil instead of good. And that's where, like you said, the the world as a whole, media as a whole, is kind of going, and it, it's driving me nuts, man. So Star Wars should be a place where... It's a, it's a positive community. And you've been around, so you know, prior to December, it was extremely positive. Um, I had a blast on the internet. We're having good discussions, going through things, theorizing, um, having differing opinions, and going back and forth for hours with people. But it was always, at the end of the day, it was cool. Right after The Last Jedi, man, it became so fucking, and I'll use the word toxic, which is getting overused now, right? Almost the way that uh, Mary Sue uh, gets overused we're overusing toxic fandom uh, uh, way too much. But that's exactly what it is. And it, it, uh, the spreading of, of that, that evil, that hate, has gotten way out of hand, man. And it's what we're tired of. What we, try, we try to fight it. And we do. We've brought it up way too many times. We tell each other you know, before a show, let's, let's lay off the, the negativity. But one thing will pop up and we'll go off for 10, 15 minutes on it because it's just so um, we're passionate about it. You know, it's, it's one of those things that we do feel strongly about you know, love, like, hate, whatever, The Last Jedi and any of the sequel stuff, the Disney um, time frame, it, it's it's Star Wars. There's no reason to be a dick about it. If you don't like it at this point, get the fuck out. Take your original trilogy, put it in a box, go watch it somewhere in your in your basement, and enjoy it, and, and forget about everything else. That's your that's your prerogative. But you don't get to come in and say, this isn't canon, this isn't this should be struck, stricken from this. Let's, let's start a petition. Fuck the fuck off, right? Um... Every movie has issues. I can I can roll through Marvel, although and again, Marvel as a whole is fantastic. But there are pieces of it that are that are crap or inconsistent, and people tend to ignore that on that fan base for the most part, right? Um, but for some reason, in Star Wars, the the fan base, you get one thing in there, man, they will jump all over it. That uh, Praetorian guard dropping his knife piece has just been a 
uh, a point of discussion over and over again. And it's like, if that happened, any other movie, nobody would notice it. But these guys want to jump on because they know they'll get clicks, they'll get likes, they'll get comments in their sections. So these pages jump all over these things. That's what we, and I've seen you, uh, try to do is kind of go the other way. You know, we're going to bust fake news. We're going to blast all these people that spread the the, the nonsense and, and go at it at a different angle and try to be the positive influence. It does get tough, though, because either, you know, we don't have enough people jumping with us and doing the positive stuff. Um, or, you know, people just don't want to listen at all. And, and that's the hard part. And we do try to, to really, uh, to do that. And I know you do too. And we appreciate you for that. And all the other pages that, that do the same thing, you know, I know you, you probably follow Plo Cool and a couple other pages that, that really do try to stay positive, um, and have really battled for months and months against the negativity. But even when you're battling them, it just seems like it just makes them stronger and it makes them want to do it more. And, you know, you ignore it, it spreads, you fight it, it spreads. It's 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 one of those things, man, that I don't know how to stop it. We try, but it definitely, definitely is tough. And it just seems like there's uh, no pleasing people. Like George Lucas, he really, you can go back years, he caught so much shit way after the fact that why would he make another set of movies, even if he had screenplays or, or drafts written or outlines written? Why would he to go through all that? He may love it, but he's going to have to deal with the people again, right? And it was happening back then, and with Ahmed Best, you know, with uh, Jake Lloyd, with Hayden Christensen, there was so much hate. And again, I watched the prequels, and I think Hayden Christensen was really good. And we discussed it on our last couple shows, where I kept saying, you know, I don't, I'm not seeing the problem here. I think he acted that really well. I, I can see the passion in his eyes, this and that. Portman, I think, was the problem acting, and I'm not really going to bash on Natalie Portman. You see Natalie Portman, but. You know, it just maybe it was the way it was directed, cut or whatever. But she was the wooden one out of everything. I, I don't think they were poorly acted at all. You know, there were issues with things, but again, it's part of Star Wars. We take it, we love it, we made make jokes about it. But at the end of the day, it's Star Wars. It's it's our life. It's what we do, and we love it. And, and I think it's a really great point you make that we see it through adult eyes now and not kids' eyes, because again, I think I mentioned before, this is an escape from my real life, right? We all have uh, stress in our life, work, life, everything. And Star Wars gets to be an escape. So why don't we just sit there and have those kids' eyes on? That's kind of how I feel every time. I, dude, I get teary-eyed when I see a, a first trailer, and I get so excited that there's something new coming out. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go, and I can hear the music, and I, I see the Lucasfilm logo come up, and it just gets me pumped, and that's how I felt as a kid. And I love that feeling. And I I think if, if you just looked at it through those eyes and not the eyes of a 30- or 40- or 50-year-old man – it's way better, and that is a problem people have is they want it to make them feel that same way looking through different eyes. You have to go back and, and put yourself as, as a, a kid or a young person and, and really just get that try to get that feeling back, and that's what I do with every single one of them. Now, we did make a mistake in The Last Jedi I mentioned earlier today. We we had our own headcanon and didn't know how to deal with things going differently, but we, we again, as adults, thought about it, worked it out, and went through it, and now it's a, it's a good movie. It's not my top five. But it's it's a good movie and deserves its place within the lore. And uh, the last bit I'll touch is is the is the funny bit there about it could be a discussion about anything. You could be asking about Darth Bane or the Old Republic or the Unleashed video games or Shadows of the Empire, anything. And somehow, some way, somebody would be like, "Well, that's because Ruin Johnson didn't fuck it up, or that's because Disney didn't have it then." And they'll start just going off and fuck Kathleen Kennedy and, and, and boycott this and boycott that. And it's like, this wasn't even the topic. Can you just stay the fuck on topic? Why do you have to bring it up? And I know I've brought that up several times to people doing it. Well, this isn't even what we're talking about. Why are you bringing that up? And 
because it sucked. Well, it's nine months later. Move the fuck on so I can move the fuck on and just talk about the saga as a whole. But, yeah, they just want to come back and start a start a bitch session. And, unfortunately, I, I get hooked a lot from the bait. I, I go for it. And uh, I have tried in the last few months to, to lay back because some of these people have, you know, there's no point to it. They're just going to do it to do it, you know, uh, end up signing off when they're wrong and, and be done. So it's, you know, what do you do with those people? At this point, it's like, fuck them. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to be the, the fans that can that sit there, take it in, love it, and then uh, wait for the next one. I appreciate you chiming in. I know the guys appreciate the, the kind words, and we'll be uh, seeing you soon on the Internet, man. I hope you enjoy this episode. And before I hit the next uh, voice clip, I'm going to go to one of our, uh, talk about one of our, our listeners and, and, and friends on the, on the page that do, does chime in quite a bit and does listen. And this week said he wasn't going to send a voice clip because there was really nothing he had to say or argue or discuss. But uh, Kurtbot, who does listen, and I, I just want to say while we're on the topic of getting people to sway, um, this is my weekly pimp of episode four of Hoth Topic. And if you haven't listened to episode four, uh, all about Luke's arc, that's the one where you can go in there and it changes The Last Jedi. If, if your problem has been Luke's arc at all, um, or if you have a friend that has a problem with Luke's arc, show him episode four. Let, let him listen to episode four of Hot Topic. See if that helps at all. Because that's what I was trying to do right there was show everybody all you got to do is think a little deeper, see past your own nose, and there is more to this story than, than you're accepting or, or looking at when you're just watching it once um, in the on the opening night and didn't watch it again. There was a lot more to it. So that's my weekly pimp of that show, as you mentioned, that I do it every week. And fuck yeah, I do, because I love that episode. So now let's move on to our next voice clip. And this next voice clip comes from our friend Nicholas von Frankenstein. And uh, let's see what he has to say and see how I respond. Do you necessarily believe that the solo Star Wars movies are done away with and we will see no more of them? I'm not sure if you necessarily covered that before, but do you think that the Marvel approach of having different theme movies for specific characters like Captain America Winter Soldier being an espionage movie or Black Panther being a James Bond type movie? Uh, would fit into the star uh, and fit into the Star Wars canon uh, with solo Star Wars movies, um, because I would be extremely interested in seeing a horror type Star Wars movie uh, along uh, along the lines of the novel Death Troopers. All right, thank you. Ah, uh, that's the beauty of not pre-checking uh, these. Uh, I love the fact you just brought up Death Troopers, and I covered it with Paul a little while ago. Yeah, I think it can fit. I think things like that, doing uh, separate genre type, like we got a, a, not that they're not all war movies, but you know, Rogue One seemed like an old World War II type or Vietnam War type movie, right? Uh, Solo is more of an adventure smuggler type movie. I'm sure we'll see uh, at some point some kind of gangster movie um i do believe that 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 all fits and then uh, the marvel archetype the the way the way they have it all set up is a little bit different because they were building to something whereas most of our stuff will be background movies because we already know the the main story so everything else will be fitting pieces in i do think that works if the the fandom lets it and we did kind of talk about getting other solo movies um but more along the lines of Things that connect, like the Marvel movies, right? It would be so much like uh, if we get a a dark, uh, not dark, uh, Darth Maul 
uh, movie next, somewhere along his line, his the way he was a gangster and the where he was leading with Kira. And if we get a spin off of that, it wouldn't necessarily be Solo too. It would be his story carrying on separately from Solo because I think Solo's done at this point with Kira. So we could see them go on a different different route. Uh, we could see a Lando movie um, with or without Han, but Han maybe being the the co-star like Lando was in this one. So I don't think we're going to get a solo two. I don't think there's really a a need for it. And the box office piece again, as we talked about a couple times during this show, I think the Phantom kind of fucked us, fucked themselves, or fucked us from that. Um, but I do see other spinoffs in different type genres. Would I love to see the Death Trooper one? Fuck yeah. I don't think it'll work as a movie. Like I mentioned before, I think an animated uh, standalone Blu-ray release would be awesome. I think um, even on the streaming service, it would be awesome. You know, uh, without a problem, and it would fit directly in. The the galaxy is too big to not have things like that. But so, I mean, I think we've theorized a couple of different ways that it could go, but most of it leads into... Uh, Darth Maul and it, it, it's setting itself up for that since we have no other story with him until uh, Rebels I think filling in some time there having Ray Parks obviously in shape for it I, I think it would it would work out nicely and we know everybody in every movie is signed up for multi-picture deals so having that piece would be you know fantastic and I just I'm worried after the and it wasn't a bomb by any means don't get me wrong a normal movie would be quite happy with how Solo did Right, but for a Star Wars movie, it was, it was pretty low. So I don't know if they're revamping their plan. Um, if there was a plan for a Solo two, we'll find out eventually. But I don't see that it would have been a direct sequel to it. Um, but I would have seen other spinoffs from it, and I do think there there's room for that. And doing it that kind of way, different, say than than Marvel. More here's the big story. Now here's the side stories, like we get with the novels. You know, that's what the novels all are. Um, to this point, they haven't expanded the universe beyond what we know, but they've given us background on just about everybody and they've all linked into each other. And that's what I could see happening with the movies. If we can get the, the shit part of the fan base to stop uh, boycotting or spreading negativity. I do think we can get more and more cool movies that all intertwine. Just give us Easter eggs of each other. I would just love to be a fly on the wall in the room of Lucasfilm and just hear these guys discussing what their plans are and how things could work. Um, whether the Death Trooper piece comes up or a horror type movie comes up or if they're trying to make it uh, more lighthearted or they're trying to make it darker or what their plans are with different characters. If there's like a, a big old, I, I could see it cause this is what I would do is just have this big old fucking dry erase board on the wall. Fuck the computerized. Just sit there and draw and cross things out and erase and draw lines to things just linking up. And, like, if we have Solo here and we have Rogue One here and how they tie each other in, you know, from Enfys Nest and, and linking Enfys Nest really into Saw Gerrera's group, into the Partisans and, and things like that and how and Darth Maul, you know, being in between, knowing that he came back in Clone Wars, he was going to be there in Rebels, and this is a little piece uh, of the galaxy and how everything's linking now. I would love to see how they have their, their blueprint set up in a room if they're just up there with, a you know, a couple dry erase pens and an eraser just going at it and, and saying this is our plan for the next 15, 20 years and like it or not we're going through with it because again even a bomb Star Wars movie is going to make its money back in the movie the Blu-ray, the toys and everything else it's going to make its money back, there's no reason to stop making that much like Marvel you know, not everyone's going to be a huge box office success and blow it out like uh, Avengers Infinity War did You know, you're going to have your Doctor Stranges and stuff that aren't huge blockbusters but they're 
good movies in their own right. But I, I think Star Wars just needs to go with that route. Go for it. Send it out. Put as much as you can. No matter how much people bitch about it, put it out. Let us that love it, love it. And uh, let's see what, what flies. All right. Our next voice clip comes from another show on the RLU Network, the the Figs and Flicks crew, uh, that you can find on www.rawlivepod.com. Um, let's go ahead and uh, see what they have to say. They they were uh, putting together a, a message for all of us together. I know it took a bit, so let's see what comes up here. Hi, guys. Over at Hoth Topic, this is Figs and Flicks here. I'm with uh, KJ and Jaime. Say hello, guys. Hey, what's up, Hot Topic? And we've, we've got some some questions for you. Um, so let's lead with KJ first. Hi, guys. Uh, just had a question for guys. If you were to bludgeon Ryan Johnson, uh, what object would you use to do uh, Me, personally, I was a pillowcase full of Comcast TV remotes. Thank you. Take it away. <laughs> so, Marty? <laughs> Me, personally, well, I, I enjoyed uh, The Last Jedi. I'm sure, I'm, you know, I'm sure we've had this conversation in, in chats before. But one thing I, um, the only the only thing I could really pick out about it was Admiral Holdo's character. That, that's one character I didn't enjoy in, in the movie. Um, and I know you guys have probably gone over it a million times, but th- this is my question to you, is, is what do you guys think of her as a character and her motivations and the decisions she made while in charge, very briefly in charge, but while in charge um, in the movie? Um, personally, I couldn't stand her. Um, and that she was the biggest blight in the movie for me personally. So let me know your thoughts. Thank you. And uh, me... I just want to ask uh, why Kylo Ren is the best Star Wars characters ever. That's all. KJ hates well, me. <laughs> I love Kylo Ren. Oh, shit. You guys just went uh, three deep on me here. So uh, pretty excited to hit all three of these topics. Well done. So uh, you can give me, I can do a whole episode on uh, on this voice clip. So let's start out with the uh, the first one. And what would I bludgeon ryan johnson with well let's see since you know i appreciate the last jedi for what it is um and i have very few problems with it besides the milking scene and maybe a bit of the uh choppiness of of moving around so much i would probably bludgeon him with my stuffed ewok as i mentioned before because i want to put no harm on Ryan Johnson, I think he's gone through enough dealing with the bullshit uh, attacks and internet rumors and hate and everything else. I think he's been hit with enough shit, honestly. So the stuffed Ewok from my past that has been a uh, that was a torture on my life for a good twenty years. I think I would hit him with that and show him love and just beat him with a stuffed Ewok, not a, uh, <laughs> a fucking pillowcase full of. Comcast remotes. That's fucking awesome, I guess. Um, but that's the answer for that. The second one's an interesting one uh, about Holdo, and I could probably do a, a solid half an episode uh, going there. Because um, this is one of those points where you really kind of have to know the the canon backgrounds by either listening to the show or by reading the books that Holdo has a past with Leia. Um, from when they were junior senators way back when in the book Leia, Princess Leia, uh, Princess of Alderaan, 
uh, you meet Haldo first. This came out before The Last Jedi came out, so I knew who, who she was coming. Her character is built up in that book, and I've compared her before to uh, the Harry Potter books, Luna Lovegood. Uh, she's kind of that quirky character, very even keel, um, loving, can have an answer for things, but never kind of change temperament, right? Like Luna in the Potter movies. If, uh, hopefully you guys know the Potter movies and books fairly well. Um, but she's her own person. You know, she wears the, the bright colors, changes her hair with her clothes type of thing, and um, and that. But I think her whole personality has always been... I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. We're going to do what's right and not have to explain it to everyone. So I don't think she was a huge uh, blight on the movie. I understood what was going on and was cool with the character. I do think the one issue I have is there was no real reason to keep the plan a secret from Poe. I don't know if they were trying to teach him a lesson, but that kind of wasn't the time to teach someone lesson, teach someone a lesson, especially someone like Poe, who you know is a cocky flyboy, who you know has followers within the resistance that will be able to to rise up and and cause trouble for you. Honestly, he probably should have been closer in the loop, um, so he could have got your got everyone to get get your back more. That's probably the one problem, not really with the character, but with the the little bit of the arc. Um, I appreciated that she took control that she sacrificed herself. I think that worked very well. I know a lot of people would have rather had Akbar be the one. I've heard that numerous times, and I, I don't think that would have worked. That would have been a problem to me. That would have been a bigger issue with me because Akbar belonged on the control bridge of the main ship where Leia was when they got hit. So Akbar dying there made total sense because had he not been there, my question would have been, where the fuck was Akbar and why wouldn't he be on on the command ship um, in, in right there on the bridge? So I think that worked. Bringing her in um, and doing what she did, I thought it was a, a great deal. The the one problem, if there is one, is the fact that she didn't have to keep it from Poe. But if you um, read that Leia book, you get a really good idea of all, who Holdo is, why she is, and and her interaction with Leia at the end when uh, they say goodbye and Leia's sad about it and all. It's because they've been very close and they were more than just colleagues. They were really good friends since they were very young. So her character, I had no problem with at all. Now, the question of Kylo Ren. This could be an entire episode, and I've kind of touched on the Solo family, uh, including Ben, uh, in previous episodes. Kylo Ren, Darth Vader is the greatest character of all time, period. Okay, Anakin and Vader. But Kylo is very, very close because Kylo is different than everyone else. Kylo Ren is the guy in the light that wants to turn dark. He's different than everyone else that's good, that's that's fighting the darkness. He's, he's, you know, really wanting to fight the light. He wants to go bad for, for the reasons that I've kind of covered before. Um, you know, his family life was kind of kind of fucked up. Uh, people turning their backs on him, whether his dad was a absentee father, his mom, his mom was too busy in the resistance, building the new republic. Um, finding out his grandfather was the darkest dark lord ever is his uncle in his opinion, his point of view, trying to kill him in his sleep, all these things, and probably fighting feelings for years and years. The kid is tormented, um, and we get to see that on film. And that's something we haven't been able to see before. Like, um, even Anakin, his story really played out more in the Clone Wars than it did on film. You saw little bits, but you saw the torment and uh, the the different sides of Anakin during the Clone Wars. We get to see Kylo now. 
Um, like everybody calls him a whiny bitch and a crybaby, and he, he throws tantrums. I see him, and he is so conflicted that he just can't control that rage and that emotion in him. Um, when you see in The Force Awakens when he's slicing up the control room or when he uh, pulls the officer over with the force into a force choke um, and he just loses his mind. I don't see him as a whiny bitch or when he crushes his helmet after Snoke, the one person at this point he's trying to trust that that, t- that took him in is belittling him, 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 belittling him and abusing him, you know, physically and mentally, verbally, whatever. And he's just had enough. He doesn't know what to do anymore, you know. And he smashes his helmet and he's like, fuck it, let's go. Um, it's these emotions that he can't control that he's trying. And I think that's what makes him so interesting and such a cool character. Besides the fact that I think Adam Driver plays him phenomenally well, uh, whether in the mask or out of the mask. And to that point, real fast, I at first thought taking the mask off of him was a huge mistake. Because I think it was it would give us another Vader-type character, right? I didn't need necessarily another Vader uh, we got Kylo Ren completely different. When he took the mask off and became Kylo, and, and you see his face, and you get to see the anguish, the emotion, everything in him. Um, when he was with Han on the, the, the bridge, just watching the, the, the emotion change from one to the other, I don't think that was put on for Han. I think that was true, that he was, you know, I'm being ripped apart. Uh, I'm in pain. I need you to free me from this. I, I need to do something. And then he turns dark again and... And it kills him. I think the, the the range of emotion in this character is phenomenal. And that's what makes him so interesting. One of the best. He's probably, I, I'd say Kylo, Vader, and, and Luke are probably the most interesting characters of them all. When you look at their backstories and how they've developed, um, really, really good characters. And we haven't seen the end of Kylo, right? He's the first one we've actually seen, again, on film, take over, kill the master, and take over. You know, it wasn't anything uh, political like Palpatine. He didn't have a master. He was the master, and he took over the galaxy as planned. But Vader never, you know, Maul, Dooku, Vader, none of them ever took him out to take control. Vader eventually taking him out and dying himself, he never took control of the galaxy. At this point, Kylo, in the coming up First Order, remember, they don't have control of the galaxy at this point. But by Kylo taking out Snoke with aspirations of taking over the galaxy. Now he's the supreme leader. Now he gets to do what he wants and rule the way he wants. Just like Anakin said, you know, my new empire. This is this is really Kylo at this point getting to do exactly that. And something we haven't seen, something we get to watch develop more, and we'll see it in the next movie. We'll see it in books. We'll see it in comics. Hopefully some animation type stuff. Um, and that's what makes him such a great character. Top three, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm looking around at all my characters and my pops trying to think of anybody else that's probably a better developed character than Kylo at this point. And besides, like I said, Luke and Vader, I, I don't think there is. And on film, I think he's probably the most interesting one. And then the fact that he wanted to bring Rey over. And, you know, he has a connection to her, obviously. And I don't think it's the Raylo type ship everybody sees. It's the power, that he sees her power and that their power together would just dominate everybody. I think that's what he wants and he's striving for more power. And that's not what she read in him, but that's what he sees and that's what he feels. Um, it, it just makes him so interesting and such a great character, and I think that's a, a topic I'll, I'll I'll dive into even more deeper than this. I want to do a full show on him. Um, but great questions, guys. Like I said, that was a that was a good set of questions. The bludgeoning that cracks me up. You guys kill me. And great intro music to a uh, to a voice clip. I dig it. So I thank you guys for taking the time for that. I hope my answers were cool um for you and uh you know if you haven't checked out that princess of alderaan book it's a decent read it does give you more background on it if you have time or you can hear our our book review on i don't know what episode it was but it was on um 
Sarlacc, though we, we discussed that for sure. So check it out. Now our next voice clip is going to come from the uh, man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Three Deep himself, uh, the leader of the RLU network, uh, Rich. And let's see what uh, Rich has to say here and if he has any stories about any other boy bands he used to hang out with and to see if he wants to talk about how much he loves animation and maybe bring up the fact that Under the Red Hood is just as good a movie as any other comic book movie ever. What's up, Chris? This is Rich Alcinestro, host of RLU This Week, as well as the podcasting Dead. Longtime listener, first-time caller. I wanted to drop a topic for Hot Topic today. If you were to live in the Star Wars universe, what episode would you choose to stay in? And my follow-up question would be, what character type would you represent realistically? Would you be a smuggler, a bounty hunter, a Sith Lord, a Jedi, or just something else entirely? Uh, So I just want to say thanks for all the great work. Always looking forward to the next episode of Hot Topic and Sarlacc Digest, which can be heard on rawlivepod.com. And really, just doing a great job, man. Also... Remember, the Skywalkers are terrorists. Got to hashtag that shit. Right on, dude. <laughs> terrorists, they are indeed. Again, he's pimping my uh, episode four again for me, yet again, um, where Luke is more than just a farm boy. He killed 1.7 million people. But uh, thank you, Rich, for that. And, you know, everything you do for the network and, and for our shows, we do appreciate it. So probably... Though the original trilogy is probably my favorite time to to look into and um, delve deep into the lore, that, that time frame is probably not where I'd want to be. Um, I would probably at first say a Sith Lord because they're cooler, and you know I like the Sith Lords. I love Darth Maul and Darth Vader and Darth Bane and everyone else. I love I love the dark side, and that's, that's what I love to read about. Honestly, though, probably I'd be in the prequel era um, prior to Palpatine taking over when the Jedi are the guardians of peace and galaxy or peace and justice throughout the galaxy. That's where I would want to be. That's where I would want to, I would want to be a Jedi um, more along the vein of probably Anakin, to be honest with you. Cause you know, I'm very fucking opinionated and unless you agree with me, you know, you're completely wrong about anything. So that, that'd be more me. I'd probably be the one fighting for what I think should happen in the, the, the set rules and, uh, the dogmatic views of the Jedi, that type of thing. It's not my, that wouldn't be my style. I'd want to be the Jedi. I want to fight for good. I want to do the right thing. Um, and I want to have cool powers so I can, you know, push people around with the force and use a lightsaber, obviously. Um, but I think just the idea of having people that are supposed to be ultimately good, um, ultimately wise and, and, and be people, be someone that people looked up to. That's what I would want to be. As as much as I think the Sith are badass and I, I love to read about them and, and watch them, as much as I think the smugglers are cool and suave and you can go through, you know, obviously Han or you can go to the, the old EU and Talon Card and, and Lando and, and things like that, I think really realistically it would be um, a, a Jedi in the prequel era, probably around episode one, um, maybe up until the Clone Wars. At the point of the Clone Wars, that would suck because then you're going to get turned on by your buddies. You're going to get close to a whole bunch of clones and they're going to fuck you up and you're going to lose everyone. But I, I think that, that the height of, of the Jedi, when the galaxy looked up to them, I think that's where I would really want to be. That's what I would want to be. Um, it would make me happy. Shit, that's the only costume I really have for any kind of cosplay as a Jedi. 
Um, and I, when I'm in it, man, I, I feel like that's where I should be. But the problem is, I, I don't know if I would always use my powers for good. You know, I think I would use that Jedi mind trick all over the fucking place. Know that Happy Meal is not four ninety nine. That Happy Meal is two ninety nine. You know, and I will I will change things that way. I would be a total dick and abuse it. You know, kind of putting me right in that uh that dark side range. I think I'd be that Jedi with a a, a bit of light and a a bit of dark. You know, I don't like to use the term gray Jedi because I think that's a either you're a Jedi or you're not. But I'd be on that line. I'd be more Qui Gon, right? Not quite on the rules. I could be on the council because I would know what I'm talking about or this and that, and I'm powerful in the force. That's what I want to be. But not so much that I would give up what I feel just to be on the council and be the leader and, and do that. I, I I could see myself doing some stupid shit or, uh, you know, uh, going against the council quite a bit, and I'd probably piss the shit off of Yoda and Mace Windu, and I would not be pals. You know, and in that vein of not doing everything I in the Anakin piece, I would be the one that wouldn't believe in the... Uh, the no love, the no attachment, that piece. I would I would really go against there, even to the point where Obi-Wan was too with Satine, but Anakin more with Padme. It, it would be, that would be more my, the way I would go. Um, I would be trying to change things that they wouldn't want to change. Uh, that would drive them nuts, but I still think I would, I would be more on that side. Uh, the dark side, as much as I like them, I think that would just tear me up, kill me, you'd be alone, you'd be evil, you'd be getting bitched at all the time by your fucking Sith Master until you had to kill him, and then you have to be worried about having your back all the time against them. Um, it just, that wouldn't work for me. <clears throat> I think being a, uh, a Jedi would be the ultimate shit, man. But again, thank you very much for everything you do. I had a blast on the, the show last week. Uh, we'll have to do that again, get drunk and argue over some shit. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Under the Red Hood. Uh, you try a couple more out, man. The animation's fucking badass got to live with the animation, the canon, the EU. You've got to dig that shit, man. you got to drink the Kool-Aid, dude. It's time, Rich. It's time. All right. Now let's uh, go to our next voice clip. This is from a man, Dario, um, also on the RLU. Uh, Dario is on several shows, and he sent me two clips. So I'm going to go one by one on here. Um, can't wait to see what he has has going on and uh, how I respond to that. So here you go. Hey, Chris. Uh, this is Dario, a.k.a. 80s Baby part of the Raw Live Unedited Network. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller. My question is, in The Last Jedi, when Maz was explaining to Poe, Rose, and Finn about the Codebreaker, the way she described him, described him kind of sounded like she was describing Lando, especially when she goes, when uh, C-3PO says, oh, he sounds like, this, this guy sounds like he could do everything. And then she goes, oh he can do everything you know <laughs> in like a, a little freaky way and they all look at each other uh could he be the one that they were supposedly looking for at canto bite and not the dude at the at the roulette table i think she was describing lando um let me know what you think aha see i would hope you would bring up this topic i saw you discussing it in the chat one day and uh, i was a little late to that party so i didn't jump in uh too quick um so I can tackle this. This could be a whole other episode, too. Um, let's first talk about Maz. And, yes, Maz is the uh, galactic freak, as it were. She has no care, no anything. She uh, puts it out there, and I think she is a bit freaky. She will take a Wookiee. She will take Lando. She will grab a Gamorrean, for all we know. Um, but Maz is a uh, all-around galactic freak. So with that said, about the, uh, the master codebreaker being Lando. I've seen that theory pop up a few times or the hope that it was. Um, 
I don't think so. My hope and my theory is where she was when she was in the middle of a labor dispute, I was hoping that she's actually with Lando there helping him do something. Um, kind of tying it back to Empire Strikes Back when he tells him that he has labor disputes of every kind and, you know, sounding like a respectable businessman. I, I'm hoping that Maz was actually with Lando handling a union dispute. That's what I'm, that's what my hope is in, in my theory crafting since the day we saw that movie. Um, I think if it were supposed to be Lando, they would have called him out. I don't think he would have been um, recognizable with a red palm, bl- palm bloom. I think she would have said he would have had some kind of colorful cape. You know, and he'd be easy to find because that would give us chills right then, right? We, we we would be waiting if she said that, we'd be waiting to see Lando. And when he popped up, it would be just like a complete mind fuck. You're like, oh yeah, fuck, it's Lando. I think that would have happened more. Um, I also think she would have said you could find him at a Sarlacc table instead of you know a high high stakes table or what have you, whatever she said at this point. I, you know, haven't watched it in a couple minutes, but uh, I think it would have been like you can find him at a Sarlacc or a Sabak. I said Sarlacc earlier. Fuck him, You'd find him at a uh, Sabak table wearing a colorful cape, I think is how she would have described it if it were supposed to be Lando. The other reason I don't think so, because I don't, I don't see Lando as a uh, slicer. I see Lando, they've built up really well as a uh, droid imp- impresario. He's a droid expert. That's what he's been into. You know, I think they're building up to that in episode nine. That's why he's coming back. I think he's going to have to do, again, my theory crafting bullshit that's never going to come true. I think at some point they're going to bring in the battle droids. They're going to find a whole bunch of them to bring in. Um, remember, droids are sentient at this point. Um, droids, by the end of the Clone Wars, were no longer controlled by the you know, the mothership, basically, the control ships. They were all autonomous. Um, and I think they'll, they'll have learned and, and know what side they're on and come and help, and he'll help that piece. You know, I could see him and 3PO really... Um, being together in episode nine and making shit like that happen. I think that's more his expertise. Um, I'm going to bring Last Shot up again, which has come out quite a few times. I, I didn't realize how important that book really was. Um, but if he was a, a slicer of any any kind of skill, they wouldn't have needed to go find a slicer for help and end up with the, the Ewok help um, that they did throughout that book. So I, I think, though it would be cool, and I think the fans would dig it, and you wouldn't need backstory or anything, I just think that they didn't explain it the way it would have needed to be explained for it to be Lando. Um, again, my hope is that Moss was actually with him at that point. We just didn't get get word on that, and I'm totally cool with that. I just think her explanation of him would have been Sabak table, colorful cape, you know, and then she could have said all the other things she said about him. I see the Master Codebreaker, you know, I'm going through all the old EU books again because I have time, right, on my drives, and I, I've been listening to all of them. And I think I could see him being Talon Card at one point coming out, and they're saying that's who that is, even though he was a smuggler and they really didn't go into his slicing abilities. At this point, I would have liked to have seen him retconned maybe in that that piece, since they're not using the EU, bring him back there, and he was the master code breaker, um, smooth type of guy, uh, smuggler type. Uh, I, I could see that guy being Talon Card but I don't think it would be Lando. But it was a great discussion point. I really did want to discuss it and, and jump on it in that chat. So I'm glad you glad you brought it up here. Awesome. Now let's hit your uh, second point here. Hey, Chris. This is Dario again. Uh, I got a second question. Uh, so in one of the past episodes, you talked about uh, a book where Yoda didn't want to train Luke. He actually wanted to train Leia because he said she would be... I guess stronger than him in a way. Uh, when I was watching The Last Jedi, 
and she did uh, flying through space. I know because she wasn't trained. Do you think that was maybe one of the things that he might have been talking about? Like she was so powerful, she could have been so powerful that maybe that was a, I don't know, the force awakening in her or something. I don't know. I'm just trolling. <laughs> Love the show, man. But you're the best kind of troll, right? One that wants to ask questions and uh, be curious and see see opinions on stuff. And I love that. You know, that uh, that flying scene, first off, is probably one of the uh, biggest gripes people have of The Last Jedi. And I saw absolutely no problem with it happening. The execution of it wasn't fantastic when you look at it. But then when you think about it, you're like, she's in the dead of space. How else would she look if she's just pulling herself? She wasn't doing anything major with the Force. I think that, was, that Force was a... Uh, a reflex, you know, she's she has to be strong on the force. Look at her family line, right? And look who she's given birth to, and look who her grandfather was. Her brother is, uh, I mean, her father, so not grandfather. Her uh, father is her her uh, brother, her son. She's obviously ha- has it in her. She hasn't had time to develop it because she's been so busy um, running galactic affairs with the New Republic. You know, that even got brought up in the EU before, where she gets pulled from her training a lot to do that kind of thing. She doesn't get to go off with Luke as much as she wanted to back then. So she probably hasn't had the time, but a few, and they've mentioned this in books, a few exercises with him. She can touch the Force. She she can't control it the way Luke can, um, but she does have it. And she, hers is more of a, a mental thing. Like, she can sense stuff. You know, she senses when Kylo's about to attack. She senses when Han dies. She senses these kind of things, and she can, I, I think she can kind of see events un, unraveling. Now, to that point about the book, it was uh, a certain point of view, which is a great book obviously of 40 short stories of star wars and and the jedi one the the ones with the force ghosts and everything like that were the best stories in there um lore wise so when obi-wan comes to him about training the skywalker and he thinks oh i've been wanting to train her is what he says and uh obi-wan says no i mean the boy i mean luke i want to train luke kind of like flashing back to empire strikes back yoda says oh no he's reckless his mind is never where it needs to be you know it's to the future, to the horizon, never his mind on where he was, what he was doing. Uh, Leia was the opposite of that. Leia was always laser-focused. Leia, at a very young age, was, you know, learned about the rebellion, her father and mother building the, the rebellion up, uh, her junior senator work, her government work. She never had time for her. She was very focused at a very, very young age, which is why I had the Dark Le- Darth Leia, or, yeah, Darth Leia um, theory a year or so back, a year and a half back is the way she was and the way she was spoken. She never had time for herself and saw a lot of bad things. I think he just thought she was the one that would be able to be trained easier, that she wouldn't be able to fall to the dark side the way Luke, as reckless as he was, like his father, um, whereas Leia was probably more like her mother. I, I'm sure that's what he saw in, in both of them, right? Luke leans more Anakin, um, Leia leaned more Padme. And I think he thought that was probably easy, more easily to be trained, less likely to go to the dark, Um I think that's what he was talking about more so than straight power. Whereas Obi-Wan, on the other hand, I think saw exactly that same thing. He saw Luke as Anakin. And instead of being scared of it, I think he saw the chance for Anakin's redemption through Luke. I think he saw that Luke was a lot like his father. He had he had a bit of anger in him. He was a little more reckless. He was a little more um, adventurous, that type of thing. I think that's what he saw in Luke and wanted... I think he wanted that redemption for Vader through him, um, that that he would be the one to be able to pull Vader back or destroy Vader. I think he saw that more um, in Luke. So, yeah, great question. But, yeah, I don't think it was about power. I think it was just about um, mental 
attitude at the time where they were, and they were already old, right? These these kids at this point, when he was about to be trained, they were about 19 years old. So when they're talking about this, he's had a lot of time to look through the forest and see things and see different paths of the future like Yoda does, you know, uh, seeing that world between worlds the way he can. It, that's the that's the piece where I think he wanted to, to see her. I think he probably saw a better ending with her. Um, she probably had more... Like, you know, they see diff- diff- different types of futures, many different paths it can go. He probably saw more positive paths for her than he saw for him, but he went in ahead in the end and uh, stuck with Obi-Wan. But that flying scene, that I think that was straight. The, the Force and her family lineage and everything, and it became instinct, a survival instinct, just to pull herself there and not die uh, is what that was. And I I think, again, execution probably people didn't like the look and that you hear the... the they always say uh, Mary Poppins or, or, you know, and if you're going to be clever, call her Carrie Poppins instead of everybody's bullshit that they all try to be fun with on the Internet. But uh, I think that was it. But then look at that, too. Like, so everybody has a big old deal about, oh, she's in the vacuum of space. Why didn't she die? She should have died automatically. She'd have froze. She would have lost air. Her eyes would have exploded, all that. But yet somehow people don't have problems in Marvel movies, you know, when Star-Lord goes out and, and saves Gamora and is out in space by himself, nobody has a fucking problem with the fact that he doesn't die automatically. You know, he can, and it, 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 it's ridiculous that, that there's such a double standard, right? She's out there. I still say she could have been kind of within the protection of a force field from the ship. Um, maybe there's a little bit of atmosphere inside there, a little bit just to save her from the, uh, the, the dead cold of space. That plus her skill or or reflex in the force keeping her alive. So I think that scene, um, after thinking about it and all, did it catch me off guard in the movie? Yeah. But after thinking about it and watching it several times after, I appreciate that scene a lot and, and see a lot in Leia. That And I, I did. Before the movie, we were all like, I just want to see something happen with Leia in the force, whether she's sitting there angry, upset or whatever, and something float or crush or crack. That was just that little bit of force I needed to see from Leia, and it's all I ever needed to see. I don't need to see her wielding a lightsaber or anything, but I think that was it. But it was such a, a divisive part of the movie, and people, the critics and the trolls, really just killed that part. But all in all, I think the decision was was right to go with Luke, um, and I, I think Obi-Wan uh, got his way, and we all ended up, you know, not happily, happily ever after yet, but I think we will be in the end. All right, I got one more voice clip to go through, and uh, we're going to bookend this show. We started with Marco from Sarlacc, and we're going to end with Scott from Sarlacc. And I've known Scott for a lot of years, too. I've known Scott since I was in high school, so 20-some-odd years. Um, And Scott's a huge Star Wars geek, a huge toy collector. If you've ever seen this guy's room, man, it's fucking incredible. You never want to leave. G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, everything. DC, big DC fanboy like myself. Um, it's no wonder we do get along, but we do defer on a lot of different things. Like I said, Scott doesn't prequel, I do, um, but we've had a good time watching them together, and I think there's been a new appreciation from all of us on uh, even episode two, um, how it's not as bad as everybody thought, or even himself. So we've had a lot of good discussions lately. So let's uh, let's see what Scott has to say here. Hey, Chris. First off, love the show. This is your old pal Scott Solo dialing in I guess Uh, I just had a quick question for you and then a brief statement Um, the first question well my question is when did you first get into Star Wars or what was your first Star Wars memory what is it about the saga that drew you in 
So if you could answer that on your show, that would be great. And um, my statement for you is Attack of the Clones still sucks. Suck it. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what? This uh this show has gone really well for not pre-listening to anything. Like everybody's comments flow into one another. I couldn't have asked for anything fucking better. Even my intros to everybody, uh I must know you guys pretty well. You guys know me pretty well. But uh it does not suck. We just watched it together. You damn it, Scott. You just killed the whole intro, but fucking hilarious. Well done. Um so the question being <laughs> fuck it doesn't suck. None of them suck. They're just ones are better than the other. That's all. Fuck. Uh, and before I go on this, Scott is the one, if you guys didn't know, that broke my heart a couple episodes ago on Sarlacc when he mentioned that Star, Star Wars is going to go on so long that I'm not going to live long enough to see them all. And it broke my heart if you didn't listen to that episode. Like, you could hear it on the, the show. I was, like, ready to cry. Like, he completely bashed my whole world thinking that there will be Star Wars after I'm gone. I would just think in, in my head canon of my, of my life that as soon as I'm dead, someone at Lucasfilm will be like, oh, we just lost Chris, Star Wars is over. But no, Scott had to, to make me realize and have a moment where it's like, oh my God, uh, when I'm gone, there are going to be stories that I don't get to read, watch, you know, or anything. And uh, just to bring that up, uh, fuck, I can't believe you just did that. About episode two, fucking A. But uh, to your question about what drew me into Star Wars, and like I said, this this uh, the order I went in could not have been any better, because uh, this is a great way to end in what drew me in in my first memories. Drew me in, or my first memories, let's go with that first. I would have been young. It would have been Empire time. So I'm only three or four years old at this point, and I would uh, I, I have pictures and, every, and memories of this house. Um, I was living in Costa Mesa at the time, and that was years ago because I was living up in the desert by the time I was seven so um down in Costa Mesa and I remember Christmas coming up and I have you know the cloud car and, and Lando and Love and Lando and and getting a, a a blaster and all this stuff um a Han blaster I, I just remember all of that and just loving it that's all I wanted you know I uh it for some reason when it hit me as a kid it, it was just so important in my life and I don't know what it was, but it stuck with me forever. And I, I was talking to my wife about this recently, you know, about, you know, do, doing the sappy stuff, you know, how I, I love my family and I love my wife and my kids and, and my whole life. You know, I, I, I do feel happy most of the time. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good life. Um, but there's one thing that's always been with me through thick and thin, whether I go through good stuff or bad stuff throughout life like we all do, it's, it's Star Wars. Whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, I can put Star Wars on and it makes it either that much better or makes it, you know, a tolerable day. Um... Part of it I see is there's I see some of the characters in myself. You know, you you see uh, you want to be the cool guy like Han, right? Uh, with a loyal friend like Chewie, and you want that to to happen. Um, or you want to be the the hero like Luke, um, who had again I, I saw a resemblance in him and me. I was raised by my aunt and uncle for the good majority of my life. Um, never knew my dad type of thing, and this is uh something that kind of stuck with me with Luke. Um, and I wanted to be the one to stand up and, and be a hero and be more than I was thought I had been meant to be. And, and that was him. I know I was a little deep when I was younger, but as I got older, that's, that's where kind of that, that came from. I think why it stuck. Um, but I mean, I'm 40, 41 years old. And since the, my first memories of anything, it was that, uh, I can't think of much else. I, th I remember, uh, in, uh, 83 when Jedi came out, 
my, I was, they let me go see it, and I was, they left me by myself while they went to the mall, and I watched it, and I stayed in there and watched it twice. Um, nobody came and ticketed me or nothing. I just sat there in the front row watching Jedi two times in a row as a six-year-old kid. You know, uh, I, I just think it's, it's something that just struck me and, and, and grabbed on, I think, like probably most of us, right? But there's a constant in anyone's life, and we all go through struggles and problems. It's it's always been Star Wars. I know that sounds cheesy and, and probably, uh, I know, a bit corny to, to a lot of regular people, right? But you guys all listening, I'm sure, understand that. Um, I, I just get drawn into the, the books, the comics, this whole other galaxy. And I, I laugh with the kids sometimes about, like, you know, history is hard. You do in U.S. history or world history. And I'm like, what's funny is I can do galactic history with no problem. I can roll through and, and tell you about Old Republic uh, New Republic, go through the prequels, original and sequel eras, and and farther back, and and with no problem. But you get me on regular stuff, it just didn't grab you like that. And it's the stuff that really means something because it actually happened. But this this other world that takes you away and lets you escape from the the shit you have to deal with on a on a daily basis. I don't know, man. That's just what what grabs you. And there's nothing else that's ever done it. And I've I watch a lot of movies. I mentioned in this show, you know, the Harry Potter stuff. Do I like it? Yeah, I love it. Um, it's an escape. You know, do I love Lord of the Rings? Absolutely, I do. Indiana Jones, yes. All these movies, and I mean, I'm hundreds of movies I love, but nothing um, is in my, uh, I guess, in my soul like Star Wars is. Uh, I don't think there's a day that goes by where I don't think about some kind of scene or what would what would Luke do or you know what would Vader do or what would Han do or things like that. And I know that sounds silly, but it's it's you know I walk through a fucking automatic door and I still use the Force to open it. It's so weird, uh, but such a great question. And I think you guys probably, a lot of you feel that way, but I, I've felt a deep connection to it since as long as I can remember. And I don't see it going away ever. You know, my first tattoo was, you know, Fett's insignia on my left arm. My second tattoo was Vader on my right. You know, and, and Vader kind of, uh, to me, uh, my personality, being that you have a, a light and a dark. You guys hear me when I talk. I'm... I'm like today, I'm pretty calm, collected, and cool. But there are days where I'll just rant and go fuck, 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 fuck all day and, and lose my mind. And it's kind of the same in my life. You know, I can be calm, cool, and collected, but somebody triggers me, man. I'll go off dark side. And that's how I've always been. And so that kind of stuck to me, too. So you've got, I relate to a lot of these fucking characters or want to be a lot of these characters. And it's just one of those things that it, it's hard to explain, though. I think I just kind of did. But it's really hard to explain. It's just there. It's just part of your life. It's part of your family. It's, it's, and it's been with me forever, and it's going to be with me forever. And unfortunately, because you told me it's going to be there after I'm gone, which fucking sucks. So I hope that answered your question there. I think it was a great question. It was a perfect question to end the show. Um, so thanks for chiming in, Scott. And, you know, I appreciate you on the show and your friendship and everything, man. And everybody that, that sent me a voice clip, man, it, it was cool. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. It came right in on time. You know, I try to keep these shows to an hour and a half, and we're just about an hour and 40 in right now. So... Not too far over. Um, well, we get 10, 11 questions in there. That was fucking rad, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I'll do it again one day. But that was for my big 10th episode, and I hope to get many, many more. Um, as long as there's topics to talk about and shit to spew and trolls to bash, I'm, I'm going to be here doing this thing and, and enjoying it. And, you know, catch me uh, every week, every other week on the Starlight Digest with the crew, um, every other week here on Hot Topic. Any guest spots I do on the RLU network, I'll, I'll let you know. But check all those shows out at www.rawlifepod.com. Whether you like Game of Thrones, which I love, or Walking Dead, which I love, or talking comics, which I love, or talking movies, which I love. There are shows uh, for everyone on there. So again, www.rawlifepod.com. You obviously know where to find us. You can find us in the same place as you find them. So um, 
Until next time. I'll see you in hell. What I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. and Yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that. I think. Sure. Why not? Well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh wait, can we do it? underwater oh, with that, piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool Join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week, now part of the Raw Live Unedited Network, featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast. Covering pop culture nerd news. TV shows. Movies. Comics. No! And toys! Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin. Movie reviews with President Rob. Kevin interviews. And more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin interviews. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. Yahoo! The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion. All wings report in. Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. Man, whenever the Yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head... I shot a Holy tear, shit, man. dude. What? Not f***ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the, and the tears forming, and it's just, the soundtrack just starts raising, and uh, then... You know it's a movie, right? What? The fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, oh did I tell you that I was going to get my next... Uh, and the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles, half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine Blue Saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. 
The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com. Uh, Figs and Flicks is uh, part of the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network, which means you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or the listening platform of your choice. Or you can go directly to rawlivepod.com. Yay!